0: I haven't set it up yet. <laughs> but I got my Oh, is that for if we is that the sound machine? Yeah. Does that have sound effects?
1: It does. It has sound effects and you can load your own. Whenever you want to hear a gunshot in the podcast, you just you just raise your hand and I'll put in That'll
0: work. If I go like that, that means I want rapid fire. Big guns, small guns. It should be uh a... Pretty silly. Looks like I can just load him into my keyboard like Guncha. Like, hit the space.
1: So I got, these, uh, I got these advice columns queued up. Okay. I usually, you know, I get a kick out of seeing advice columns because people always ask these, like, sticky questions. Uh, yeah. What I always find disappointing, though, is, you know, the response
0: – it's usually from a very level-headed person. So you're saying that you wanted to ask me because you don't think that I'm level-headed?
1: Yeah, exactly. I want I wanted somebody that has no balance in their
0: life. You don't think I have any balance in my life?
1: I, I wanted someone that's just completely off off the handle.
0: <laughs> you think I'm off the handle?
1: I wanted to ask a crazy person. What it... do <laughs> you think I'm crazy? No, just someone that makes bad choices. I make
0: bad choices. <laughs> Yeah, doing this podcast is a fucking bad choice. What bad choices do I make? No,
1: no, no. I, I just mean I want like a degenerates take on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to see what you'll say.
0: That's all. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cuz I'm a, I'm a real degenerate. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, you're sitting there drinking while working.
0: I have to drink because you drank eight beers on the last show and you were incoherent and you interrupted me at every opportunity to talk about some bullshit. So I was oh. like, you know what? It's it's uh, it's, a, it's election night. It's been a crappy, stressful week. I should get to relax with my first beer in a week. Not to say that I haven't had a little bit of whiskey, but I haven't had a beer in a week. I'm trying to lay off the heavy stuff.
1: It's a tough life.
0: Do you, how many advice columns do you read a week? I'm not like, uh, I don't read a lot of advice columns.
1: I wouldn't say I read them weekly, but if I'm thumbing through a magazine and there's an advice column,
0: I'm reading it. Okay, well, yeah, let's uh, let's get this party started.
1: So one of the more popular uh, advice columns out there is called Ask Polly. Okay. And it's from uh, the New York Magazine. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read these two advice questions to ask Polly from the past week and a half, and uh, I want you to just give these people whatever advice you recommend. So, all right, dear Polly, I'm in my mid-thirties, and on the surface, my life looks pretty great. I'm doing really interesting work on environmental climate issues, which is challenging enough to keep me entertained. I'm married to a lovely, funny, kind, wonderful person, but it feels like my life is teetering on the edge of totally falling apart. I'm terrified, and I don't know how to stop it. Where to start? I was raised by a narcissistic mother, and this definitely left me with some trauma and bad habits. I spent a lot of my later teenage years being raised by my dad, who is a good man, but is emotionally immature, has a temper, and was probably not the parent I needed either. So I had a few crazy years as a teen and a young adult. My saving grace was the fact that I was a big nerd who loved school and university, so I finished two degrees and now have a good job in this outwardly normal life. I basically feel like I got everything I wanted when I was a powerless, lonely little kid who was scared of the constant shit my parents threw at me. I have power and choices and safety and a home and financial security. Wait, wait, wait
0: back up. What, what are the things that she has now that she never had as a kid? I have power and
1: choices and safety and a home and financial security, which I had never had as a kid. My big issue is that I completely suck at taking care of myself and have some seriously self-destructive habits. I drink too much, sometimes way too much. Even just at home, I can happily get through a bottle of wine or a decent part of a bottle of gin. I do have alcohol-free nights, but not often enough. Too often, I go too far and the hangovers give me low energy, often for days and days. I then eat too much, struggle to exercise, crave sugar, struggle to fully apply myself to work because my equilibrium is off and I'm exhausted. I'm totally ashamed of this, of course. Another problem is that like me, my partner is a bit of a type A hardworking perfectionist too. He is very hard on himself. He also likes to drink a little too much and he is also struggling. He works in a very ruthless, challenging environment, but he's not that type of person.
0: He's like a- Is he a warlord? (laughs) (laughs) it's ruthless he's
1: like a beautiful fluffy labrador in a sea of sharks that's that's what she says he comes home totally exhausted and feeling crappy about himself every day and i want to help him so much but i don't even know how to help myself He suffers particularly from disorganization and procrastination and it's seriously standing in the way of him achieving his goals. The pandemic hasn't helped. I oscillate between wanting to do everything for him forever, including issuing reminders, making meals and project managing our existence to within an inch of its life and resenting him horribly for not contributing more. To be fair, he often works up to a hundred hours a week He's not lazy jerk at all, he's just tired. And so we have a lots of fights about division of do labor kids? in the
0: house, but I'm convinced- do They have any kids? Huh? Doesn't sound like it, right? Uh,
1: I, I haven't seen that. Okay. I'm convinced we're not fighting about that. I don't know exactly what it is, but I think I'm just miserable in taking it out on him. I've been thinking more and more that maybe he'll do better without me. And maybe I'm somehow causing the feelings of procrastination and the self-worth challenges he's facing too. I literally almost broke up with him over the weekend and I woke up and I couldn't believe I could have done something so hurtful and stupid. Both of us can be really emotionally stupid, insecure and anxious. So I don't think the confounding effect of both of us being this way is helping. I thought cutting my malicious mother out of my life a few years ago would have helped, and it did. I did a year of therapy and that helped, but somewhat less than I expected. I feel stuck and unsure of what to do next. What I want more than anything is to support my husband, support and love myself more and treat myself with real self care. I want to properly commit myself to my career and personal goals and really Ugh, love and appreciate
0: this great the life fuck? All right. Have. All right. All right. I would love right, is, is there anything any else?
1: advice you might have. Ugh. I feel really stuck. Healthy, but not. You have to say so healthy, but not.
0: I don't have to say shit. So, I think there's a couple of things, sis. I think he's working 100 hours a week because he doesn't want to be around her, and they need to break up, but they probably have a lease together. So that's number one. I think there's a lot to unpack here. I think there's there's a big problem with the way this is written where there's very, very little specifics until she starts talking about her woe-is-me problems. She does sound like she has some legitimate problems. It sounds like she drinks too much. It sounds like she isn't happy with the way that she looks or feels. And I think if you are writing to an advice column and saying, I'm drinking too much, then I think what you need to do is go get some help for your alcoholism. And, and I also have another theory that I think most of the time when people, these things are not actually sent in by real readers. I think that the people that work there write these things.
1: I'll be honest. I feel like the people at New York Magazine can write a lot better than this. <laughs> <I wish it.
0: laughs> yeah, they they know that they're so good at it that they said, dumb it down. Oh, uh, so it's, it's, I don't know. There's a lot going on in this letter so it sounds like this person had kind of a bad childhood but she didn't really say anything specific like there's no specific examples it's like we're just supposed to take you at your word for it like how bad was it on a scale of one to ten were you abused when you say you were financially unstable were you living in a car or did you not get to get everything that you wanted but you didn't necessarily need because your parents were middle class and within their means And they didn't want to like run up credit cards, buying you a ton of shit that you didn't really need or wouldn't even care about in six months. Right? So that right there, I would need more specifics as to childhood. And she talks about, I went to therapy for a year to deal with the problems that I have because of my narcissistic mother. So if you had 20, 25 years of a pretty miserable childhood and you think you're going to unwork all the problems in one year, you need to be a little more realistic.
1: Yeah. My question for this, because I didn't read these before we did this, because I, I
0: wanted to think. You about, wanted to jump in fresh.
1: Yeah. My question is like, why the fuck did this person write to a, an advice column?
0: They like, didn't. They didn't. There's wrote,
1: nothing. There's I don't no, think it's real. There's no advice that will help this person. This person needs no, to. There get,
0: is the advice that I'm about to give, which is go to an AA meeting and start going to the gym. The person has just outlined all of their, they said, these are the problems. I'm drinking too much, so I don't feel good and I'm overworking. I'm not exercising because I feel crappy from drinking all the time. I don't get any sleep because I'm too tired to get a good night of sleep. My boyfriend works hundred hours a week. He sounds like he's miserable. I think first of all, this person needs to worry about themselves because you can only do so much at once. So she needs to start looking at herself. Because if the boyfriend's going to continue to be miserable, she's going to decide whether she could actually help him or if she needs to get out of the relationship. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, there's a lot of people that are miserable right now because they've been stuck in the house since March. I'm starting to hear about two different things. There's either my boyfriend or girlfriend and I moved in together because we decided we could quarantine together and, and it worked out great, or... I'm getting a divorce and I've heard plenty of both. So I think it could also just be the quarantine blues. This is an awful year. So
1: I'm not going to read the response that was actually in here because it starts here. Look at this fucking response.
0: That's very, it seems thoughtful.
1: Yeah. What did you say? Go to AA and go to the gym?
0: Yeah, I would say go to AA first, you know, like go get some help for your drinking. If you feel like you're drinking all the time and it's basically screwing up the rest of your life and then your boyfriend's doing the same thing, you probably need to break up with the boyfriend. This chick just needs to clean up her act. And then she can go to AA and talk about her traumatic childhood because you get up there and you talk about why I drink and this and that and this happened and that happened because I have several friends that are in AA and it seems to have really helped out a lot of really good people that I know. So if someone is at the point where they are actually really writing New York Magazine and saying, I need help with my drinking, then there you go. There you go. And and then from what I've seen too, a lot of people, once they quit drinking and using drugs, they get heavy into fitness and they get into the best shape of their lives. They get hyper-focused because they no longer have the distraction of partying or rope it in and say, hey, you know what? I am not drinking during the week and on the weekends, I'm going to limit myself to two drinks a night. Yeah. Because I also know people that say, hey, AA didn't really work for me. It's too regimented. There's too much religious stuff and, and some people want to just cut back and practice a more moderate lifestyle. So you have to figure out, do you need a moderate lifestyle or do you? You need to quit drinking because you just have the addiction of
1: it sounds like they're both addicts it sounds like her husband's or partner's a, a workaholic drunk yeah and she's like a self-loathing drunk
0: sure i think the the tough thing is right and this is something i always struggle with once you recognize the problem that you have and you're like hey i have these problems and it's like okay cool now you've recognized that you have the problem how much more are you supposed to give someone because at the end of the day she has to help herself
1: all right so the next one is of normal length okay hit me that was the longest thing ever for someone to say that they have a problem drinking it's real roundabout yeah we all have trauma we all have drinking problems
0: just say it we all have problems
1: all right, right. this one is also from dear polly Again, this is the most popular advice column going right now. Okay. Dear Polly, why am I so fascinated by other people, but I can't help taking all the interesting things I observe about them and using those things to make myself feel bad? Or at the very least to tell a story about how their aesthetic choices or that interesting way that they carry themselves or their hobbies indicate that I am not that thing. Why are other people somehow transfigured into data about me? I really dislike this about myself and extremely tellingly about my mother too. And I wonder if it's poisoning something that could be nice. I really enjoy relishing my few close friends, but strangers, acquaintances, colleagues, semi-friends. It's like that impulse gets twisted into something pathetic and narcissistic. Maybe I'm afraid of other people. In Can you a back that of-
0: one part up again where they talk the, the lead into them becoming pathetic and narcissistic? They're talking about themselves because they try to absorb so much off other people.
1: I really dislike this about myself and extremely tellingly about my mother too, and I wonder if it's poisoning something that could be nice. I really enjoy relishing my few close friends, but strangers, acquaintances, colleagues, and semi-friends, it's like that impulse gets twisted into something pathetic and narcissistic. Hmm. Maybe I'm afraid of other people and it's a way of putting them and myself into elaborate boxes. Relatedly, you also, sorry, I can't can't read. Um, It's a lot of big words. Relatedly, you always console your readers to carefully examine their own impulses and wishes. But how do I know what is real and what is analytic riffing? By which I mean, it's easy to analyze and speculate, but how do you actually pin down the real thing?
0: This person just needs to get a book on Zen. Jesus, balance your fucking life out. Was that it? Was there more?
1: That's the whole thing. Oh, this, this, sorry. This re- sorry. Okay. It's signed, self-obsessed via others. This person didn't compose a single sentence in an easy way.
0: No, this person sucks.
1: Every single sentence is like a trap.
0: It's, it's funny because this one and the last one both mentioned the concept of narcissism, which is... Kind of funny because you kind of have to be – in a way, you almost have to be a narcissist yourself to label someone else a narcissist, right? Right. Like a narcissist is basically someone who's like self-obsessed, right?
1: They're they're usually people with uh, very fragile egos that cover it up by by talking themselves up.
0: Okay. It's interesting.
1: It's a coping mechanism for low self-esteem.
0: Okay. So does everyone's problems just go back to their childhood basically? Uh, Well, I mean – he because this person mentioned their mother too, but it was almost like they felt like they needed to throw in a nod to their parents. Like I'd have to know more about this person. Like what were you like when you were younger? Did you ever develop a personality, or did you just did you just want to be with the in crowd all the time? Did you did, were you just a go with the flow, a follower? Were you a leader or were you a follower? You know, like did you just do the status quo your whole life, and then you look at other people who didn't do that growing up, who probably suffered a little bit more than you socially, potentially, this is one scenario. But now as adults, because you suffered and you built that character, you built that scarring, you've become a a tougher person. You're able to do a little bit better and achieve a little bit more as an adult because you're not as worried about what other people think when really the people that are so just doing whatever the in crowd does, it's not that they're necessarily cooler. They just don't want to get made fun of and potentially be the outlier. It seems to me... There's two scenarios for this person. Either they just worry, go with the flow, follower, generic type of person. I like what they like, whatever the group likes, that type of mentality. And now as an adult, they're looking at themselves saying, I never developed a spine or personality. Or it's just a person who has struggled socially their whole life and looks at everyone else and says, why can't I be this person? Why can't I be that person? Either way, the root of the problem is going to go back to kind of low self-esteem and low self-confidence. What this person needs to do, is get a fucking personality of their own. I don't care what other people do. Do you care about what other people do?
1: They, As far as I can tell, they don't do anything interesting.
0: I'm not the... I don't care about being the coolest person. I just I just want to be myself. I don't even know... And, so and this it, person... Because I can only answer this question by kind of talking about myself. I guess maybe I'm a narcissist. This person needs to worry less about what other people are doing. I'm also going to guess that this person probably... If this person's real... And this wasn't written again by the magazine.
1: This one sounds like it was written by a fucking writer, because <laughs> Jesus 100%. Christ.
0: But it, you, you don't think you know writers could actually be the best case scenario because writers, you're you're kind of working in a public realm. I'm guessing that they're all on social media. A lot all of them right. probably don't look that cool, so it's like, oh, I gotta I gotta put a photo of myself. I'm the writer. I'm the face behind the words. Right. I'm I'm
1: really intrigued by this person's problem though. What they're saying is the things that make other people likable, like their hobbies and interests, yeah, they find them to just be highlighting things that they can't do.
0: Well, what does that mean? So like, uh, so like it says So like if I took up boxing as a hobby, it would be because there's no way I could ever be a professional boxer, because I never would be.
1: Yeah, why am I so fascinated by other people that I can't help tackle
0: because you're an asshole, that's why. You need to develop a fucking personality <laughs> and a backbone, that's all it is. You're worried they, about other people, you need to worry about yourself.
1: They take all the things they observe about the other people and use those things to make themselves feel bad. That's what they say in the beginning of this. So, they're basically looking at, like, oh yeah, Steve's a good boxer. And then they go, well, fuck him, because I can't
0: box. You know, I like nice stuff. You know that about me, I like nice things, right? Yeah. Not, I don't, like indiscriminately like nice things but i you know i I like nice cars like i think watches are cool stuff like that i
1: think think people like things that are nice
0: sure and there's nothing wrong with that right as long as your life doesn't revolve around that but i never look at the guy who has a bigger place than me or a higher paying job than me or a car and go fuck that guy i hope he crashes that porsche i think wow that's really cool that he's got a porsche maybe one day i too can afford a porsche not that that's even like what i'm thinking about at the moment but that's just That's how I look at it. And then there's always, there's always, I'm the one giving the advice tonight, pal. You had your week last (laughs) week, even though it was my show. (laughs) You know, the interesting thing is it it always is a two-way street because that guy that's driving around in the $85,000 car with all the expensive shit who goes home by himself every night is probably looking at you and saying, man, it would really just be great to just be a podcast producer who's got a great guy to do his show with and goes home to a great girl every night who puts up with him and his terrible jokes and interrupting mannerisms. You know, so, it go, you know, and it goes both ways. You don't have to, don't feel bad about yourself, you know? You can't, <laughs> you can't be anyone but yourself, pal. No, I think this person just needs to get a grip. Get off social media. This person's probably on social media looking at people who are rich for no reason and going, oh, why couldn't that be me? Well, guess what? It can't be you. I'm never going to be six foot tall. I'm five foot fucking six. You and me have been hanging out for 20 years, going to bars, going out. You're a foot taller than me. Do you think I was ever like, oh, fuck that guy. He's a foot taller than me. I'm short. I have to have a great personality to talk to women. No. (laughs) Not to say that you have a bad personality, but, you know, as a short guy, you probably got to work a little bit harder, you know, to to catch a lady's eye or whatever. Yeah, just bring a stool. But I never – I was never like, fuck everyone who's over 5'10". Like that's just so stupid. I can't do anything about the fact that I'm short. Who
1: cares? What I find interesting is like this person's talking about people's hobbies.
0: <laughs> Yo, like <laughs> Get or a hobby. This person has
1: hobbies.
0: <laughs> I think they're more concerned with other people's social media standing. That's if, if, if that's what this reeks of to me.
1: Yeah, do you you're think You're
0: more concerned because you're not lit on social media? I think more so than the fact that you're mad cuz this guy does go-kart racing on Thursday nights with a bunch of other dudes. Like Get a personality, get off your phone, go do something, you know? Do you,
1: think, do you think this person has any hobbies? Do you think they do anything? It doesn't do think- sound
0: like it. It sounds like this person probably also has self-induced social anxiety. It's tough to give. I could give somebody very specific advice if I know them. This is general advice because I have no context. If I had more context, I'd be able to give more advice, but I, I, I don't, so I can't. I don't know this person. It's made up anyway. This is a good yeah. one. This is better than the last one. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a
1: strange one. Um,
0: it's very strange. It's interesting, for sure. This person sounds like they could potentially be a serial killer.
1: Yeah, I, I, would, I would say that this person should look into um, – I think you're right. It's, it sounds like social media obsession. Have you ever, have you ever read about uh, the concept of mimetic desire?
0: I've heard of it. I don't. I can't say that I know what that means. Though. It was a.
1: Uh, it was a. It was a concept by uh, Rene Girard. I'm probably pronouncing that r- wrong, but he was a historian. He uh, he came up with the the idea that basically human instinct, if you see someone enjoying something, right, you're biologically wired to go, I want whatever it is that they like. So if somebody mm-hmm. tells you like. If all the people around you start talking about like you got to get a girl with good feet, man. You got to get a go- girl with
0: good you feet. You will be you After
1: a know. while you'll be like, "Well, I would date her, but her feet, you know, they're not they're not perfect." Right? Like that's how yeah. it's a driving social behavior, but mimetic desire is one of the things that they think is is possibly, you know, it's it's extremely toxic in a virtual environment where everyone is posting their you know, you don't see people's actual lives online. You see their highlight reel.
0: I think know? there's something that's interesting. I think that's, that's, that's really interesting. And that's definitely a real thing. 100%. I think the thing that you and I have is we don't want what everyone else has. If you have it, it's like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Like more of the it's more of like a like a uh I'm going against the grain at all costs.
1: I like something exclusive like my new Rolex Charlatan.
0: Yeah, that's a good watch. I but I I think in general, like everybody wants to do one thing and I look at everybody over there and I feel like, oh look, it's a bunch of bandwagon jumpers and they're all over there doing that thing yeah. and they've got their thing and they've got their and oh look at them. They're all like whatever the flavor of the week is, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. And I look at it and I'm just like, yeah. I
1: think that comes with being a creative because when you're when you're creative, you go, well, everyone's already doing that. Let me try to do it from a different angle. Yeah. Right? At the same time, what this person's suffering from is it's like, they. it seems like they're suffering from inaction because they think everyone else has more skills than them. Mm. It'd be like if you and I were like, fuck doing a podcast, there's so many people that do them and they're already good at them. We're not gonna, we're just gonna embarrass ourselves. Yeah.
0: well, let me ask you a question. When we were like, doing a podcast or when I started my last podcast, did you, do you ever feel like, oh man, what am I even doing this for? And then you do it anyway. Yeah.
1: How long did it take me to sign on to do this? Oh, I, months, had trick three I had to
0: trick you by saying, forget it. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Cause I knew when I did that, you'd turn around and go, all right, all right, I'll do it. Cause I know you. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. He'll come around, but I'm it's not going to waste any more time.
1: Well, I didn't want to jump into something and bail on it. You know what I mean? I want yeah. to, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're going to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Well, I, you know what, I'm just glad for the audience. I just held up a bottle of Jameson. I'm just glad to say that I don't have any pertinent uh, content to discuss tonight. So you know what, you can do whatever you want. And if you want to get crazy again, I'm here for it tonight. <laughs> I don't have anything important to talk about. I don't need my half of the listeners to say, wow, you know, I don't, I don't need them to. You know, people are in my inbox all day saying, man, what a great show. It's just too bad that your producer is just so rude to you all the time. Like, you you know, you brought this guy in and showed him how to podcast and gave him a hobby when he's been locked up. And then all he does, he just takes out the fact that he's been stuck in his house since March on you week after week after week. And he's so mean. He's so mean. How do you deal with that? well, you know, I've been friends with the guy for a long time. He's stuck in a basement. He doesn't get out of the, he hasn't been out of the basement since March. And you know what's funny? You've progressed to just drinking Neat Jameson on this show. (laughs) Last week it was canned. First it was like a couple of beers, then it was canned margaritas. Now this dude's just drinking Neat neat Spirits. Uh, Having a nice Irish time. Wow, yeah, you really are. You really are. Um, So yeah, this person's kind of loaded. I think it's... Do you think social media is just awful?
1: I don't think our generation can use it properly. I agree. I feel like your kids are going to... They're going to navigate it in a better way.
0: Or do you think they're going to be more absorbed by it because they're just born into it?
1: Yeah, but I think they'll make it work for them. Whereas like, we don't know how to make it work for us. We just we basically plowed into it and let all the pitfalls hit us in the face.
0: There's people that are 10 years younger than us have pretty much always had the internet. Yeah, yeah. And those are the people that I see really struggling with it, whereas I think other people that are a little bit younger might not put as much stock into it because maybe it'll have just like kind of peaked already. I think
1: right now we're dealing with the hardest parts of the internet, like the hardest transitions are happening now, and there's currently no good solutions to deal with any of them. I feel like they'll get resolved and then generations that come up, will find better ways to use it and better ways mm. to manage it. Right. Like the, the internet's still the wild, wild West. Like people do yeah. whatever the fuck they want on there. It's a, it's a Russian fucking carny show.
0: I would actually say, yeah, to that point that it's a Russian carny show. I think it's more the wild, wild West than it was in the early two thousands and the late nineties, because yeah. I don't think that like places like Russia were online spreading fake information.
1: Well, no one believed and it Facebook didn't
0: exist, and Instagram didn't exist. Nobody and...
1: nobody believed that stuff 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, no one would log online and go, I found it on a reputable online news channel. I don't want to believe in news. Like, 10 years ago, no one would believe that the news on the internet was accurate. They'd be like, what, did you read that on the internet? You fucking quack.
0: I know. I don't... I can understand not trusting politicians. I don't understand when it's like, I don't trust the New York Times. I don't trust the Washington Post. It's like... Right. It's yeah.
1: stupid. On Saturday, November 7th, America's voice was heard loud and clear as Joe Biden narrowly defeated President Donald J. Trump to become America's 46th president. To celebrate Joe and Kamala's historic achievement, as well as to thank our current president for his thankless years of generous service to his country, Hellman's Mayonnaise is introducing the Donald. Hellman's The Donald Mayonnaise will be easily recognizable as the presidential label will be printed right on the front of the jar with the mayonnaise itself being a bright orange hue. And don't worry moms, it's not food coloring. The Donald is our first mayonnaise bologna blend, meaning a fun fall color for the kids and you get to skip the deli line best served warm, simply slather between two slices of white bread and dig right in. The Donald will be available on store shelves everywhere until Wednesday, January 20th when, in honor of President Trump, every remaining jar will come down, retire, never to be seen again. So the next time you're in the condiments section, grab the Donald by the grapes and get a mouthful of that warm mayonnaise bologna flavor because once it's Gone, it will be gone forever. God bless Hellman's and God bless America.
0: Well, what's the next question?
1: So we're switching because uh, dear Polly's nice, but uh,
0: okay.
1: The thing is, is these are all curated for the people that respond to them. Sure, so I wanted to mix them up. So this one's from Slate, it's called Dear Prudence. It's a it's another popular one on the internet. Um, Prudence. okay, Dear Prudence. This is from Halloween, so this is very recent. All right, dear Prudence, I have been dating a man now for eight years who is loving, awesome person in many ways. He adores me and he treats me like a queen. The problem is that I don't want any of it anymore. He struggles with alcoholism and anxiety, cannot hold down a job, and still lives like a college student just scraping by, despite being in his 40s. I decided four years ago that he's not what I'm looking for. As a divorced mother of two, despite his many good qualities, because of all these issues, mainly that he has no money, he still has not left my space. He lives in denial and treats our relationship like we are mutually involved when he knows exactly how I feel. I want him to move out and it always comes down to the fact that he has no money and really can't get another place in our ridiculously expensive town. I don't have the heart to throw him out on the streets and he does not have a single friend who would let him move in due to his history with drinking. He goes to a therapist and he says he understands and doesn't want to hold me hostage in this relationship, but it just needs to stop. I don't want to live with resentment and anger towards a dependent person who obviously cares more about his own self-preservation than releasing me from the relationship I no longer wish to be a part of. I have said and done everything short of changing my locks and physically restraining him from my home, which I just cannot do. What can I do to finally initiate change? Signed, roommates forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good. Well, no, that's, a, that's an easy one. She, If she wants him gone, but she doesn't want to kick him out, she's going to have to give him the money To get an apartment that's it and then after that it's on him
1: so she pays for like his first and last
0: yeah puts him in a
1: place yeah
0: they've been together for eight years i mean it would be the you know you could say hey listen this is over but i don't want to kick you out on the streets here's three grand i got you an apartment i'm not co-signing it that's the other that's the tough thing too because if this guy is really that much of a mess he might not even be able to get an apartment so hey you made the bed you gotta lie in it kick his ass out i mean what are you gonna do i mean it's a pretty pretty open and shut case that's your options you can either kick him out or you can give him the money to get a place
1: i don't know where this person's at but you know maybe take a trip to florida fly down there for the weekend take his ticket get back on the plane
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) put him on a freight train and send him down south it's warm Put
1: him on a warm bus to the other side of the country. Yeah,
0: give him a 30-pack and put him on a free car.
1: She said he's an alcoholic. Get him so drunk that he can't wake up the Send next day. Send him to night.
0: Florida, then. It's perfect. Everybody in Florida is an alcoholic.
1: <laughs> have you ever been in a, in a bind like that, though, where, you're, no. where you are live with somebody you're trying to get rid of?
0: Uh, No. I No. Have you? Nah,
1: that's a, no. No. I've had people stay too long. Visitors.
0: Yes, I have had that. I've had that.
1: Boy, you really stay in two weeks? <laughs>
0: I think people know with me after a while where it's just like, yo, this friendship's not really like, yo, we, we got to go our separate ways. It's like, it doesn't mean that I don't like you as a friend, but.
1: This is a divorced mother of two. You think the kids live in the house with this fucking guy?
0: Yeah. You need to be taken care of. Your your kids need to be your priority. Well, it doesn't say how old the kids are. Maybe the kids are grown, but like.
1: Oh, if they're grown, then they should be escorting this guy off the premise.
0: I mean, I would. (laughs) With pleasure.
1: Oh, uh, you know what else is a pretty good solution? Maybe uh, just start dating another guy and and ask him to move in too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a like a guy who just got out of the joint. Yeah, let let him let him
1: let him, let him sort it out together.
0: <laughs> Some really like, gangster dude just breaks the guy's neck. He's like, oh, get, get him out. You can that's that's easy. But then you're gonna be stuck with that guy, and he's like punching the walls when he's mad. Like you don't. Nah,
1: you that guy's self sufficient though. That guy will leave.
0: Oh, right, he'll get the money. <laughs> 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 I, we know people like that but i, I mean i'm saying like you got that's your choice you either kick him out or you give him the money to get a place and don't co-sign the place because when he defaults on the rent you're gonna have an eviction on your credit report yep
1: since this one's short uh unlike uh, polly who had like a a short novel response for each one uh let me res- let me give you this person's response the the professional oh good yeah yeah this one. Oh no wait it's a little longer uh let me read the second part of it, though. You can even offer to front him first and last month's rent if you want to just throw money at the problem. Boom!
0: <laughs> I don't like to like throw money at the problem because the whole problem is the money. Well, I mean, the drinking and the, the fact that the guy's like an adult child is the problem, but the throwing money, she's like, he doesn't have any money, that's why he can't leave. It, it almost sounds like the guy would leave if, he had, if the guy's like, oh right, yeah, like, I get it, it's over, but where am I going to go?
1: This is pretty good, too. If you can't bring yourself to change the locks, hire a locksmith to do it for you.
0: (laughs) I like that. I like that. A
1: moving company to put his stuff neatly into storage and a claim ticket so he can pick it up at his earliest convenience. I
0: got to know how much she's actually talked to him about the fact that she wants him to leave. And then two, it talks a lot about his problems, but is she also a severe alcoholic? Hmm.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Could be.
0: So, I mean, like think, think about this logically. If this dude's like a severe alcoholic, do you think she's like, I'll have a drink with you, and then he has 10 drinks or whatever, is she drinking as much as he drinks, but she's able to hold down a job and pay her bills? Or is she like, I don't drink because I'm so turned off by this, that I don't drink and this guy is just drunk all the time, I can't get rid of him. I also want to know how old these people are. It sounds
1: are. like the guy's a loser and she wants to get rid of him.
0: Yeah, but it sounds like she's also a loser because she doesn't have the heart to say, "Oh, get out of my house and my life.
1: I mean, the drinking may or may not be a problem, but you know it's going to be a lot more of a problem if you already don't like the person.
0: Sounds like she likes him. I didn't hear anything that said to me that she disliked him. She said he's affectionate. He's nice, very handsome. He just drinks and he can't hold down a job. It's a fact. He blows it. <laughs> Good one, buddy. He, he sounds like he needs to just go to the gym too. That's the problem. No mentions of narcissism in this one.
1: That's true. Oh wow! There's a, the best weirdest dear prudy letters of the decade all in one place.
0: Oh, here we go. So is this just going to be a whole episode of advice? I'm I'm down for it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we'll 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 do one or two um okay so this is a, this is not recent this is from may 5th 2015 which tells me that this has already been resolved but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll give it a, a quick read through anyways dear prudence i am a college student just wrapping up my junior year this school year has been incredibly stressful for me i had to undergo a series of rabies shots after being bitten by a bat my mother's house was <laughs> i love it My mother's house was burglarized, and two close friends have been imprisoned. The house I live in attracts numerous unwanted critters, and is far enough away from the campus that I have lost touch with most of my classmates. Because of these factors, I have been experiencing severe bouts of depression and emotional instability, and I recently succumbed to these feelings and sought out an escort online however she was an undercover police officer and i was charged with solicitation i sought out legal help on my own and the charges will be dismissed in less than two months after i complete an educational program i have also entered counseling through my university i have not told anybody outside of my lawyer and therapist about the incident because there is definite social stigma regarding prostitution and i am extremely embarrassed my parents
0: have depends been, on who your friends are.
1: parents <laughs> My parents have been understanding and supportive of me this past year, but I do not think I can bring myself to tell them about the incident, given that the charge will be dismissed. So don't Do I tell my parents about it at all?
0: <laughs> that's a good question. So is, is the whole question, do I tell my parents about my charge? Yeah, that's basically the question, right?
1: Yeah, the guy got bit by a bat, fucked a hooker got arrested because it was an undercut of her cop. and to... Well, I
0: don't even think he did it. I don't even think he did because it, it was a cop. So I don't think it's like, uh, I don't think afterwards he went to pay her and she was like, freeze. <laughs> I don't, don't I think, don't think got he it even end? got that far. No. Well, then there's no crime. Solicitation. Solicitation's a crime.
1: You think she was like, cash up front, pal?
0: Yeah. The second the second they made the arrangement, they probably. Oh,
1: there you go. Folks, folks who are not this person, keep in mind that never pay cash up front because they might be a cop only provide cash. Yeah. And then the act sex. like you don't
0: understand when she's like, that's, that's 50 bucks. And you're like, what are you talking about? I thought you really liked me. I
1: thought we were going to have sex. <laughs> Why are you talking numbers? I'm
0: talking love. Yeah. That's just weird. Um, so that's your
1: advice to this guy. Just don't tell his parents.
0: I mean, it, well, you know what? Actually I'm going to change my stance. I'm going to say, yeah, you should tell his parents because obviously he wants to, if he's writing in to ask if he should tell his parents, that's a great point. Your parents have you living in a house with bats <laughs> while you're in college. I don't know what this, per- but, but again, there's no context. I don't understand this person's situation as to why they're living in a bat-infested house, why you're a college kid, but your friends are going to jail. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, are you from an impoverished area and you're the one person that made it to college and it's just not going so hot? You're a fish out of water. You know your friends are going to jail, like you're hiring escorts, you're getting bit by bats, like you just like you just this this poor person can't catch a break. They sound like a nice person. I also don't understand why I'm going through this, I'm going through that. I got bit by a bat, I'm depressed. I'm gonna hire an escort. It's kinda it's kinda like maybe you just kind of did that type of thing anyway and you got caught and it's like, but I got bit by a bat. And it's like, yeah, yeah all right. Well, I, I think the person you should have told that to was the cops. I think when you got arrested, you should have been like, listen, I got to come clean. I'm having an awful year. I'm not having any success with the ladies. You know, you put the ad in the paper. I guess it would come down to the police that you're dealing with, with maybe they're just like, Hey, you know what? This kid made a mistake. We've scared him straight. There's no need to further press charges or anything. like this kid's learned his lesson. He got bit by a bat.
1: You think that's why they're dropping the charges?
0: Well, it sounds like he has to do, like, some community service or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then they'll, like, wipe it off his record or take, like, a sensitivity class or something like that.
1: Like, I'm kind of jealous because I didn't go to college, so I never got the chance to get... You went to, to community get... college. I never I never went away to college, so I never got the... You
0: came and hung out with me all the time, though.
1: I never got the opportunity... You
0: got the good parts. I had to do, go to class. You got to just come up and drink beer. never
1: got the chance to get exposed to a to a bat. <laughs> Or an oh, there's bats cop. <laughs> all over the
0: university. It's just, they're just everywhere. And you can get off campus housing five miles away in a dilapidated neighborhood.
1: That sounds like what this is.
0: Yeah. Where did this person say where their location? Does it stay like a lonely no. in Louisiana? Oh, man. I,
1: I, I totally missed the sign off. The sign off was from bat to worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> again, again, someone on the staff wrote this.
1: Oh, man.
0: That's I don't think
1: them, so. I don't think so. That's a good one, though.
0: You know, though, I will say, it. Just you think the idea of people going to college is, oh, you go to college, you're going to college, you're doing the college thing, maybe you're going to some college parties, hanging out with other college kids, maybe you've got a work-study job, you know, like you're just getting enough money to get beer and go to the student union and all that. When I was at Northeastern, there were some people doing some really grimy shit. There was a girl in the dorm next to my dorm when I was a freshman year who was an escort, There were more than one person who was a Northeastern student that was murdered in the time that I was there because they got involved with drugs and came up short or shorted someone on some dope or whatever. And once they would move off campus, they were kind of like fair game because now you're ripping off legitimate drug dealers. Um, So there was all types of stuff that would happen. You know, there was there were kids that would go to school and get addicted to drugs because they were partying too much. So I never heard about anybody getting bit by a bat, but I do know people that got s- stabbed at off-campus parties. So, you know, like, and that was also a city college, but it just goes to show, but I think even if you're going to some state school, like a really big state school in the Midwest, or even like UMass Amherst, there's going to be so many thousands of kids that you can't think that some of the people that are there are not getting into things that they should probably skip right right so it's just kind of funny because it's like yeah this dude went to college and he got bit by a bat and his friends are going to jail and he's like hiring escorts <laughs> and getting arrested but to be honest sans the bat thing it, this is not that crazy to me i do feel bad person. that this person's just having such a tough run because they don't sound like an awful person i just don't know that the escort and the bat are really related i think it was if if i got pinched i'd be like dude i'm having a rough year i'm failing out of class i'm living in a cardboard box I got bit by a bat. I have no friends because they're all getting locked up. I I did something stupid. I was just trying to feel better and have a little fun, take my mind off of things. I just got dumped, whatever. Maybe, I don't know. I've never been arrested before. I don't know. I guess tell your parents. Just tell them. I mean, it'll help later when the weirder things come up. Like, why are you living in a dilapidated neighborhood when we gave you plenty of money for an apartment on Com Ave?
1: You're just starting out in adulthood and you got all these problems. Wait till you have to tell your parents about the real bad ones. (laughs) I know. At least give him a hint now that you're fucking unhinged. Oh, that's a. Wade into the water slowly. Well, so
0: they're going to dismiss the charges. So this dude did kind of get off with, I guess, a perv- like a slap on the wrist, depending on, you know. I'm whatever. offended
1: that there's a charge when you don't get. How did he not get laid and still get arrested? Maybe like, he
0: didn't pay, and that's why he got arrested. That's some bullshit. Maybe he got arrested for not paying. They said this is an escort; you have to pay. He said, oh, I, I thought this was something else. It's funny that this is an older one now, too, because now this person would have just gone on like Tinder.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. All right, let me read one more of these ridiculous ones from this best.
0: I like that. That's my favorite so far. The bad. I
1: feel like they're cheating because. These people don't need this advice anymore. I wanted to offer real advice to other people.
0: Real advice to real people on the 50 ton podcast.
1: Uh, Dear Prudence in the summer of 2011. So this is a, this is March 14th, 2013, by the way, is when this one was written. In the summer of 2011, my wife and I purchased a top-of-the-line Jopin vibrator. We used it a few times and we were just beginning to really integrate it into our sex lives when my wife died suddenly of a heart attack. The vibrator had nothing to do with that. Now, more than a year later, I've begun to date again. I've married a woman with an open mind and I'm thinking she might be interested in using the vibrator.
0: Can you get a new one? Just get a new one. Throw the old one out and get a new one. I have, to, I have to be able
1: to finish reading this, but I'm not sure how or whether to suggest it. Is it creepy to offer a dead woman's vibrator to somebody else? And if so, what else can I do with it? Sell it on Craigslist? It's an expensive piece of equipment, barely used, and it should be employed and loved once again.
0: This dude's going to hell when he dies
1: all of my wife's other major possessions found wonderful new homes with dear friends of hers but then again a vibrator's got a different well vibe about it
0: this has to be made up sell
1: it toss it or share it signed oscillating (laughs) share
0: it (laughs) yo if you're that big of a piece of shit that like if, if this is actually real If you're that big of a piece of shit that you would even write in and ask that question, you might as well just share it because you're a cheapskate. Like the real, the obvious, the only answer is toss it and get a new one. Oh my God, I'm dying. The only answer, but I I say, because this guy. or
1: No, well, the other option is don't mention that it was your dead wife's. Yeah, share it. (laughs) I mean, just don't tell her. Go go with the bat strategy. Bat vibes. Don't tell her. Just use it on her. Maybe maybe your wife's ghost will be on the tip of it. I don't know. Maybe she'll get, maybe she'll get a kick out of it.
0: Wow, that's a good one.
1: Good, as in there's no point in rebutting it.
0: You got it. If you wrote in, you got to share it because this dude is. The, lo- the only logical choice is toss it and get a new one. This dude wants someone to say, yeah, go ahead. What did the, what's the rebuttal? Can we hear the rebuttal?
1: In my point of view, what I would want this guy to do more than anything is I would want him to sit down and have this conversation with this woman about, I have a really great sex toy I think you're going to love, but I used to use it on my dead wife. Um, not when she died. It was just, you know, it was hers before it's yours. What do you think?
0: No, you got to toss it.
1: (laughs) I just want to see him have that conversation. Do you think there's anywhere that, that sells used sex toys? Craigslist. I bet someone on eBay would buy that shit up in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. This is my dead Weiss vibrator. People would jump at it. They'd be like, oh my God, are you serious? Would
0: eBay take that down if you... if you Said it's your dead wife's vibrator? Yeah, like if you just said it's used... I don't know
1: their policies. I would guess during COVID season, they would need to know if your wife died pre-COVID.
0: I would say if you put that... If I was like, if I ran Craigslist or eBay and you put that up and said it's my dead wife's, I would take it down. If you just said used... Well, you know what? I think used is is
1: adequate because she wasn't dead. She didn't die from the vibrator, right? So she was alive when they last used it. I'm guessing. So used would used would suffice. Used vibrator for sale, and people go, "Oh, well, why do you getting rid of it? Is, is it not good?" Sa- you, did- you
0: better sage that thing and put some crystals around <laughs> <or> something. <laughs> <You> go- <laughs> Bring it to a priest and get it blessed. You put some
1: holy water on this vibrator. I'm thinking about reselling it. Got to make sure none of my wife's spirits still sliming around on this thing.
0: New and new and used for sale what does it say what the manufacturer's suggested retail price of the original item was
1: i don't know a, a jopen j-o-p-e-n vibrator i'm gonna look that up
0: i'm gonna look it up too it better be maybe, more than maybe $100. this guy's actual item is for sale
1: ah uh, see this is an old story so it's like oh no wait they got them on amazon let me see if amazon sells them used oh they're 100 bucks
0: this dude's just cheap
1: they're fifty to a hundred bucks,
0: dude. They're on sale on this website for.
1: Well, you gotta. You, he probably had a, a the nice. movie right?
0: markdown. Forty bucks. You can get one for forty now.
1: Depending on the model. Oh, jeez. You know, now that I'm looking at them, none of these look like the kind of vibrator you want to pass on. <laughs> These are vibrators that uh, don't work the edges. These are vibrators that appear to go go all the way in. These look like the real deal. These these are vibrating dongs, from what I'm saying. Yeah, like vibrating dildos, primarily. Primarily, these aren't like just little vibration rings or anything it, it like that. It seems
0: to me that this brand is like kind of on the decline, though, because I'm on this one website, and every single one of their items is like sixty percent off. They're done.
1: I mean, they may just always sell them at 60% off.
0: That's true too. That's like a jewelry thing where like you put like a, like a ring or a bracelet in the, in the window of the jewelry store. And it like, you list it at like $15,000. And it's like on sale for 900 today. It's like, yeah, no, that's just $900. That's,
1: Maybe this guy was tricked by the sticker price, right? Where it was like $400 mm. marked down to 30. And he's like, I, uh, I'm reluctant to buy it. Cause what if it is the $400 now? Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, I'm going to read one more of these from this best of slate list because they're fucking ridiculous. This is a
0: nice episode. It's nice for talking. There's no... <laughs> I'm not <laughs> it's a nice yelling episode. at you. Yeah, you're not yelling I'm at I'm not me. yelling
1: at you while you're trying to say something serious.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't like the serious stuff. You want to make a punchline out of... A... I noticed one thing with you. You, you want to find the punchline. You will die for your punchlines.
1: I like a good punchline.
0: You like a good punchline. Like, you like a good punch. Like, you're going to force a punchline okay go ahead you want to get another one let's uh sure
1: yeah so let's do another one
0: let's do another one
1: dear prudence my daughter-in-law enjoys knitting and crocheting for her birthday my husband and i gave her a generous gift card to a local yarn store for which she thanked us and seemed very pleased Imagine my dismay, however, when six months later for our anniversary, she gifted us with a lovely bread spread, which she told me she made with yarn purchased from our gift card. I told my son that we'd in effect paid for our own present and that he needs to communicate to his wife how improper and stingy this move was. He refuses, saying that her labor and time were also part of the gift. We haven't spoken much since except to discuss our grandchildren, and our daughter-in-law has been outright cold. I'm considering writing her a letter directly explaining why this was an improper gift and expressing my sadness that her own parents didn't teach her gift etiquette. My husband wants me to drop the whole thing and pretend like it never happened. Prudy, I don't like the idea of moving on as if nothing happened. Signed, the gift we gave ourselves. Fuck
0: this lady. She's a bitch. That's the What an asshole.
1: Woo! You provided the yarn and she came back and gifted you a lovely bedspread.
0: <laughs> you a bedspread? That's, that's a lot of time. This, this person sucks. So here's, here's, the good, here's the Freudian observation here. She can't really get mad at her daughter-in-law because people tend to date. If you're a girl, you date a guy who's like your father. If you're a guy, you date a girl who's like your mother, right? That's the old Freudian thing. So you're really getting mad at yourself. The person you should be mad at is yourself for buying her a gift certificate for yarn. Maybe she really enjoys knitting or crocheting or whatever it is that she was doing to make that bedspread. She must have. She made a
1: fucking bedspread out of right? it. Right,
0: and she could have made anything for anyone. And then she said, you know what? I really, I love the fact that you made me this. I'm going to make one for them. Maybe she's making bedspreads all over the place and charging $1,000 for them and just gifted you one. This lady just sounds like a petty asshole. <laughs> now! Yeah. There's two sides to a coin. Maybe this maybe the daughter-in-law is just an unappreciative cheapskate. But I think the thing that bugs me about it is at the end of the day, you're just being so petty because she didn't spend money on you. I paid for my own gift. It's like, oh, that's that's your son's wife. They got kids. They probably have expenses. Maybe she couldn't afford it. Maybe she said that was so thoughtful. I love I don't think anyone knits because they have to it's easier just to go to the store and buy a new bedspread so she obviously enjoys knitting it's not about i'm saving money because really your time is your money how much does yarn cost thousands and thousands of dollars. you think
1: they gave her a thousand dollar gift card to the yarn store
0: oh at least like a th-
1: here's a thousand bucks oh, no not even they were like we could have bought a
0: blanket for this 50 bucks 100 bucks Right? 50 to 100? I would think 100 bucks. So what do you, it's not even a crazy gift. I mean, 100
1: bucks is is cheaper than a bedspread, I think.
0: I, I saw an advice thing once where this woman was enraged because like her sister-in-law for Christmas bought her son used colognes that, that were half empty and like nasty and old and like bought them from someone then gave them to the son and was like, oh, here you go. And it's like literally like, if somebody gave me a gift of like a half used bottle of cologne, I would be like, I would have rather you just didn't buy me anything. Like, and I guess they were like nasty and the and the, the bottles were gross and dirty. Like they had been sitting in somebody's medicine cabinet and like they never cleaned them. They probably had toothpaste on them that I could, I could understand being like, Hey, listen, come here for a minute. Like you don't have to get me anything anymore, but don't, don't do that to my kid. Like, don't give my kid like some you like obviously used gift. I can see that. This is just kind of petty.
1: Yeah. So do you think that this mother-in-law was writing in just to get
0: permission to chew out her daughter-in-law? Or yeah. do you think she was uh, looking for some She's looking for justification? Like she's looking for someone to say
1: she wants to chew her out. She knows her husband's gonna tell her not to. She knows her son's gonna tell her not to. So she's just asking a third party, like, hey, can I still chew this girl out?
0: Let me ask you a question. You ever get to the point where somebody's done something to you directly or indirectly that you just end up resenting them so much into somebody else on the outside? They might be like, dude, it's not a big deal. Let it go. But in the context of everything, you just have a really hard time letting it go. And maybe this was the straw that broke the camel's back with her.
1: No, I don't I don't I don't have that. I think I think primarily.
0: I think with you, because I've known you for a while, if you really don't like someone, you're just never going to talk to them again.
1: Yeah, in fact, even if I like somebody, I'm likely never to talk to them again. It's nothing malicious, but with most people, I mean I I could take or leave them. I don't know what that is, but fair enough. I got a lot of that.
0: Fair enough. I got a lot of that in my blood. Sure. That sounds like your dad to me all day.
1: Oh yeah, my dad's like I, I don't need people. I mean, he likes his family, but he doesn't really go out past that. He's got he's got you know, a couple yeah. friends. Uh, same with you. But, yeah this i found when i was searching for best advice columns so this is actually from june 18th somebody flagged this article as a great one okay i'm not sure what the format is the new york times has this is the social cues uh the articles by philip Galanes. Galenes? philip Ga- philip, Galenes. G-A-L-A-N-E-S. Galan- galanes. philip Galanes. g-a-l-a-n-e-s galanis philip galanis okay philip halanis I don't, I don't know it's uh, it's pronounced not how it's spelled. Anyways, it says, thanks to political correctness, I can no longer converse freely with my three adult children. I live in the South. They're scattered across the country. I think I'm a good person. No one has ever called me a racist, except for my children. When I was young, my parents hung a Confederate flag in our home. Oh, I rem- God. I remember it fondly because I remember them fondly. Recently, our town removed a Confederate statue from our cemetery. When I lament these changes, my children get furious with me.
0: My children get furious with me.
1: (laughs) But it's my opinion. I also believe black people deserve equal rights. Doesn't freedom of speech exist anymore? Signed, mother.
0: Hmm, interesting. So yeah, that's loaded. Super loaded. <laughs> this was on like a
1: best of advice. You Collins. know,
0: so it's an interesting thing here because this is a, it, you know, it gets political. Let's try to leave the election and the current candidates out of it. But I think there's a lot of people that think because they think that black people should be allowed to vote or use the same entrances to restaurants and bathrooms that they do. That they're not racist and it's like well anytime you've ever been in a situation where maybe you were inconvenienced and the person that delivered the news to you was the black person you probably called the person an n-word when you told the story to your friends well guess what you're racist if you're upset because your child is dating the person uh, a person of another race guess what you're racist you know what i mean and people will say things like uh oh i think we're all equal but people should just stick to their own kind guess what? You're a racist. You know, like things like that are the, are some of the cornerstone philosophies of white supremacist groups, such as the Ku Klux Klan, you know? Yeah. Okay. So there's the the, the thing that when you read that it was so one-sided, it was like, yeah, you're having a hard time accepting the fact that you're a racist and your kids are looking at you saying that's racist.
1: It's actually, I think it's having a hard time with the fact that your heritage is racist. Like, yeah, this, this is the like flag it. my parents flew. I lived in the South, yeah, but you've got one ma- major thing the Confederate Army's goal was to maintain slavery in the South, right? That was their primary right.
0: goal. And people just have to get over the fact that your heritage is based off of slavery.
1: If you think that your flag does not have the connotation of the fact that the Confederate States of America's goal was to
0: maintain slavery, you're, you're wrong. Yeah, it's that simple. Now, I want to get to the free speech part. Like, I think, I don't think that there's anything else that you and me could say to the, like... It
1: doesn't say free speech. It says, doesn't freedom of speech exist anymore?
0: Oh, freedom of speech. Uh, okay. Like, well, this
1: person's being ridiculed by their children. That's,
0: and in my opinion, deservedly so. <laughs>
1: which is also a form of free speech. Your children are exercising their free speech to criticize you.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I don't understand this thing where, and I don't know if this is new, but it's like kind of newer to me, like in the last 10 years, where people want to say really intolerant things. And in this woman's case, I think very ignorant things. And then when someone says, mom, that's racist, they want to go, I'm not racist. It's my freedom of speech. If you're racist and you don't like black people, what do you care if someone says to you, you're racist? It's like (laughs) your opinions and your ideals are, are there, are rooted in racism. You don't like black people. Right. Now, I don't agree with that, and I know you don't agree with that, and we don't condone racism, but if you're going to be a racist, why don't you just own it and say, yeah, that's how I feel. Right. But then when someone says to you, okay, cool, I respect that you want to exercise free speech, even though I don't agree with what you're saying, here's my rebuttal, and now you're going to reject what they have to say. Yeah. I don't understand why people confuse racism, homophobia, sexism, as people attacking free speech. It's like, you're a fucking asshole. And I'm, and I'm sitting there saying, if you want to be an asshole, go ahead and be that asshole. Don't touch anybody. But if you want to be racist, you want to dance around in a KKK robe and light little like redneck crosses on fire in the woods and say, do all your stupid rituals and all that bullshit. Yo, go ahead. I'm not here to make you be a more tolerant person. I hope that you're a more tolerant person, but at the end of the day, if you don't like black people, gay people, whatever, that's your business. I don't. This person
1: explicitly it. says, "I also believe black
0: people deserve equal rights." It doesn't mean that you like them, though. Just because, <laughs> it, it, just because you think that someone deserves the same rights as you, doesn't mean that you like them, or you would right. welcome them in your household, or you think they deserve equal rights in a town where you live you wouldn't like it maybe if you had a black mayor oh he could be a black mayor but not in my town you're racist
1: i find it interesting because this person is primarily talking about a confederate flag this
0: person's an asshole
1: for the record their, their kids are calling them racist yeah and their their argument is the confederate flag just reminds them of their parents in their in their childhood southern home But the rebuttal to that is, okay, it reminds you of like your childhood and your Southern home or whatever, because it was hanging on the mantle or whatever. But it's also the purpose of that flag was to separate the Confederate States from the United States, which was based only on slavery. And black people, when they see those Confederate flags, are going to be extremely uncomfortable because they understand the connotation that it actually means. They don't look at it and think of their grandparents, or if they do look at it and think of their grandparents, they think about how their grandparents were enslaved. So like, if you're okay with hanging a decoration, knowing that it alienates a specific race of people then you are racist for that action.
0: And when people say, oh, they took down a Confederate monument in my town, that's wrong. That's, you're erasing history. No, we're not glorifying slavery and racism.
1: A bunch of statues that went up in the 50s.
0: Your your ideas, which were bad to begin with, have aged even worse. And even people where you live now are rejecting your embarrassing history. Yeah. Get over it. So
1: I only got I only got one more to go. Okay. So I just wanted to balance out everything and and keep it modern. So this is reddit.com forward slash R forward slash advice. Okay. Cause it wouldn't be 2020 if we didn't pull some advice column out of Reddit. Right. So this, this is somebody asking Reddit today for advice. My ex-girlfriend broke up with me because I didn't intellectually stimulate her. I feel like an idiot. What can I do to change this? When I really take a look at myself, it's rare that I have any ideas, theories, etc. I'm bad at articulating myself. Never been much of a debater. Chances are, if you ask me, hey, what do you think of dot, 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 I won't have an opinion. It makes me feel as if my brain doesn't work.
0: what's his uh is there any more to it than that that's it that's the whole deal i mean they didn't even ask for advice he just wrote a bunch of my girlfriend broke up with me because of this oh no the headline
1: is the headline is is, my ex-girlfriend broke up with me because i didn't intellectually stimulate her i feel like an idiot what can i do to change this
0: stop dating out of your out of your uh league stop dating smart women yeah yeah (laughs) it's that simple you know like you're above your pay grade Wow. On some level, you're, you know, either that or man, read a couple of books. I think a lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of people that just can't articulate their thoughts very well. It's not my problem, but, and I don't know, maybe, maybe his girlfriend was like dating one of us for the second you say, you're kind of waiting for them to say one thing. And then you're like, oh yeah. Like you go all Columbo on them. Like, oh, just, just one more thing. And you're just waiting to bury the person. Like you're sitting there letting them talk. Like, yeah, 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 okay. Okay. Well, what about this? And you're just like waiting to bury them.
1: You think she was talking politics, Adam?
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of people just really hate politics. They're, they're not. It's just overwhelming. They're not too far. They're very moderate. And they, they don't want to have an opinion. And they don't want to offend anybody. And they know that they have personal biases. They don't want to do the research. They don't blah, 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 blah. And sounds like that's where this guy is. He's Marty Moderate. <laughs> marty, moderate. or some shit i don't know i got a friend named marty so that's that's got kind of me.
1: this was posted by royal gold house it's a stupid thing <laughs>
0: not, hey you know you know you, you got a choice you, you got a choice where you can either grow some cojones and start having an opinion and start educating yourself more, and, and figure out where you land, or stop dating women that challenge you intellectually, just be a stupid person, and just, you know, I think there's, there's something that has to be said, just because you're smart, doesn't mean you're going to be successful, and just because you're successful, doesn't mean that you're smart, so this guy has to understand that there's, like, 50 different ways to be smart, maybe intellectual conversations, are not your thing. Cause there's a lot of people that are like super intellectual, smart, thoughtful, heady types of people, but they're broken. They don't know how to make any money. They don't know how to really survive in the world, you know, cause you're going for a double PhD at Bates college and you can't afford to move out even though you're 32 and you're about to get a triple doctorate. Your father ate all your groceries. He wouldn't apologize. You know, so that's, that's a scenario. You could also be a guy who barely graduated high school and now owns 10 car dealerships.
1: How good looking or how good at sex do you think this guy would have to be to overcome this boring nature that he has? Oh,
0: yeah. He'd have to go (laughs) heavy on the looks and light on the personality. I said that to my friend once. He just kept running into Like, he dated a girl for like six months. And I go, you know what the problem is? He goes, what? I go, you like him heavy on the looks and light on the personality. Oh, man. I told him straight up. I was like, "Yo, you don't, you don't care about dating a woman of substance. You just want someone who looks good." And after a while, you get really aggravated when their real personality or lack thereof comes out.
1: So this guy, this guy's got some, some options, though. He can either get really good looking, which is hard to do. He can get you can get jacked, yep. or he can get rich. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll get the woman you want if you're looking for those things. Sure, you know she that, might overlook the fact that you're boring as fuck.
0: Well, I don't know, though, because you gotta. there's a lot of guys out there that, well, there's a lot of superficial people. And when you get into a relationship with a girl, because you've presented yourself to be this alpha male, I'm jacked, I'm rich, I have this, I have that, I go to clubs, I do the big dinners, I do it big, look at me, everybody. Well, you're going to attract a certain type of woman. And uh, good luck keeping her happy long-term because there's always going to be somebody more jacked, more tan, and with more money in their bank account.
1: The problem with these intellectual (laughs) women is they always find a way to escape. (laughs) I'm sure too. No
0: matter how you
1: change the locks, no matter how you board up the windows, they always find a way out.
0: You lost me, but that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, it just sounds like this guy's dating above his pay grade. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean.
1: Yeah, go to college. (laughs) date a woman that's not interested in anything there's plenty of them i don't even know i i would say if you're looking for somebody not intellectually challenging um just look for somebody that takes a lot of selfies of themselves from the same angle yes that that'll probably do it
0: yep and i i think the older i get the more I realized that people just clutter everything with a ton of bullshit and the answers are always right there. It's just that people are just so up to their eyes and like their own bullshit and their partners, bullshit making excuses and not wanting to face the truth. And the answer is always right there. You're the source of your own problems because you are writing into an advice column, hoping that you're going to get some wild advice that's going to blow your mind. When honestly the answer was right in front of you the whole time.
1: Yeah. Do the, do the thing that's hard, and it's, you'll be done it's, with it. Yeah,
0: you've got to get out of your comfort zone. And Whenever you're
1: faced with a challenge, go, which way is harder? And that's the way to go. You wow. don't have to ask somebody wow. on the internet.
0: That's the deepest thing you've said on the show to date. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'll take it a step further. The, the answer is always easy, but the work is hard. Holding yourself accountable is the hard part. Doing the easy thing is the easy thing. Like, I guess it's hard for a lot of people who kind of live in denial. Doing
1: the easy thing is not doing the thing, right?
0: Yeah, you're taking the easy way out. You're not doing it.
1: People usually do the hard thing when they're pressed against the wall, which is the worst time to do the hard thing. It's better to do the hard yeah. thing when you recognize that it's the hard thing and you have time on your hands to take care of it.
0: Absolutely. Right? and But you know what, though? When you have time, you think you have all the time in the world. So yeah. why do the unpleasant thing? And push yourself further out of your comfort zone. So like, just
1: fix your goddamn lice, people, so we don't have to analyze them on. Yeah, air. because
0: our lives are perfect. Take it from us. You know, <laughs> we don't have any problems. Everything always just falls right into place. Never any stress.
1: Anyways, I think that's it.
0: It's that's been it. A while. That I is it. Examine. Cool. Good episode. Yeah. A fine right. time. Something different. Something a little bit different for uh, number eight. Crazy. You got to mix
1: them up. Anyways, I will see you next Tuesday. Uh, Bon voyage.